Hey everybody, it's Glenn Gerhauser here from Church on the Park and Holy Fire Ministry Training School. And today I want to talk to you about how to have a relationship with God and how to help someone else have a relationship with God. So how can you have a relationship with God and how can you help someone else have a relationship with God? And I'll be sharing from an infographic that I made last week. I designed this last week and it's all about the way to a relationship with God. Now my mom who passed away a few years ago, she was so passionate, especially in her last few years. Uh, and the last few months as well, she was so passionate about letting people know that Jesus was the only way to a relationship with God, that there was no amount of good works or your own righteousness or your own effort, and you could not earn your way into heaven. There was only one way, and that is what God has done for you. So first, I want to say that the only way you can have a relationship with God is through God's grace and God's mercy. It's what He has done. It's not what you do, but you respond to what He has done. So the first step in having a relationship with God is realizing that Jesus longs for you. Jesus longs for you. In Matthew eleven twenty eight, he says, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. In other words, you're carrying a big burden, big burden of sin, of, of, of worries, of cares, of what you have done, of guilt. But come to me. I'll take the burden away. I'll give you real rest. And this is the beginning of the good news that God wants a relationship with you. Jesus wants you to come to him. He longs for you. He desires you. He desires you more than you desire him. I was on the train taking my half an hour ride into the city today and next to me uh, sat a, a, young, uh, two, uh, uh, a young man and a young woman and uh, they, they were chatting the whole time, mainly the woman, and she, she, she was boasting about how much she uh, could drink and how drunk she got and how much she didn't like her mother and, and everything that she was doing. And I, as I was listening to this, I had to listen to this for 20 minutes. I was thinking, oh boy, what a life. Uh, and I mean that in a sarcastic way, uh, but what's life? Life is a waste. It's meaningless without a relationship with God. And so I want to pray, you know, for her today that she comes, that this person, I don't even know her, that she'd come to know the Lord, that her life wouldn't just be wasted with meaningless things. But this can be for every one of us. Our life can be wasted with meaningless things. And the reason why you were created was to have a relationship with God. Now the second thing, and the, the second step, and this is one is hard to swallow, is that sin separates you from God. Sin separates you from God. And I'll read to you from Isaiah the prophet, and he says this, but your sinful acts 
have alienated you from your God. Your sins have caused him to reject you and not listen to your prayers. So the next thing, the next step is to embrace the truth of God's word that sin separates you. Now, what is sin? Sin is anything that breaks God's heart. Sin is anything that God has not designed you to uh, live. Sin is breaking God's commandments. Now, I never understood what uh, sin was until someone showed me an illustration. And you may have heard of it before. Uh, God is on this side. I'm on this side. And there's a great chasm between us. No amount of good works I do, no amount of righteousness I do, no amount of religion, no amount of goodwill, uh, nothing I can do can and allow me to cross over because of this great chasm. That's what sin does. Sin separates us from God. And we have to acknowledge that. And we have to acknowledge our sin. But here's the good news in step three, is that the cross reconnects you. This is what the cross is about. And again, I never understood what the cross was about until someone explained it to me. And that's why I want to encourage you to explain it to someone else. And you can use this infographic to help you. But the cross is a bridge between you and God. So the cross is the bridge that bridges the gap, closes the gap between you and God. Why? Because on the cross, Jesus died for your sins. He took the penalty of all of your sins, all of my sins, all the sins of the world on himself. And on the cross, it was all about forgiveness. He said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. It was about forgiveness. And the cross is about grace and mercy and forgiveness. And it's all about Jesus taking your place so that you can run to God, come to him, and have a relationship with him. And the also part of the good news is that Jesus rose from the dead, so he's no longer dead. He, co he conquered sin and death and hell and everything that Satan can do and everything that was, could be thrown at you and me and him. He conquered it all. He conquered our true enemies, which our true enemies are sin and death and the devil. He conquered. Hallelujah. The fourth step, and this is the last major step, is... Come to Jesus who loves you. So Jesus loves you. That's why he died for you. He demonstrated his love for you. That while you were yet a sinner, Christ Jesus died for you. And so now he wants you to come to him. Come to Jesus. Now how do you come to Jesus? Let me read to you John 1.12. It says here, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God to all who receive him, who believe in his name. You do that first by something called repentance. To repent is to turn from your sin and turn to God. Turn from yourself and your own way to God's way. Turn. And then also with that is believe. Believe and trust what Jesus has done for you. Believe that he wants that relationship with you and believe in what he has done, the good news, the grace that he has shown to you. 
So take a hold of it. Receive Jesus. And Jesus wants that again. He wants that personal, intimate, close relationship with you. And at this point, I want to encourage you to pray with me. Uh, and just a simple prayer to receive Jesus into your heart. Jesus, I realize I'm a sinner. And you can repeat after me. I, I turn, Lord, I turn from my sin. And I embrace what you have done on the cross for me. You died for me. You rose again. You bridged the gap so I could come to you. Right now I receive you. I receive your love, Jesus. I receive your mercy, Jesus. Make me new. Wash away my sins. Forgive me, Lord. In your precious name, amen. Now, if you pray that along with me, and it was sincere from the heart, you are born again. You are born again. You are a new creation. I remember when my mom first, she came to the Lord later in life, and she was so excited. She called me up. I was living in Pensacola at the time, and she said, Glenn, Glenn, you can't believe what has happened to me. I raised my hand to receive Jesus as Lord, and I'm born again. And she was so passionate about it. She wanted to tell everybody about Jesus after that time. The last step I have here is the step of growing. Love God's word and people to grow. Love God's word and people to grow. Now, once you're saved, once you're born again, you're like a, a little child. You need to grow. How do you grow? Well, I would encourage you to start in the Gospel of John and read that and ask the Lord to speak to your heart. And then also love God's people. Get connected with God's people and be committed to a Bible-believing, Jesus-centered church where you can grow in your faith. That is so critical, the relationships with other believers, a good church, and, and reading and studying the Word and asking God to speak to you. So God bless you. I hope you embrace all these things. Have a wonderful day.